Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. As I share your word, I thank you that, Lord, you are granted to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened or flooded with light, that they may know the hope of your calling for their lives. And what are the riches of your glory in the saints? Lord, simply put, that they may know how valuable they are to you. And I pray that they will know the exceeding or the measurable greatness of your power towards them who believe. I thank you. I come to you based on the blood, not on my own merits, but I come boldly before your throne, not as a slave, but as a son who chooses to be a slave. And Lord, I thank you that you've called me and I step into the offices that you've called me to as the pastor, as the lead pastor and as a teacher in the body of Christ. I step into those offices and minister out of that grace to your people. I thank you that this word will change their lives forever. May you etch this word on their hearts and their minds for all eternity in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about access granted by faith. This is part of our confession series. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's confession series number what is chapter well, number 10. Right. Oh, we've been on this for 10 weeks. Glory to God. <laughs> uh, we're going to go right into it. Um, Romans chapter five, verses one and two. Access granted by faith. Access granted by faith. Here we go. Therefore, since we have been justified by what? Faith. faith. Now, just justified, another way to look at it is just as if we never sinned. Just as if we never sinned. Justified. God Almighty has made us justified in his sight. So when a person gets born again, Whatever their life was prior to that, it's been washed under the blood. It's been, they are brand new creation. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is a new species, something that never existed before. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation all things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. So therefore, being justified, just as if I haven't sinned, justified by what? Faith. This thing called faith is important. It's important. It's important to our Christian life. You can't get saved without faith. You can't walk without faith. You can't please God without faith. Faith is threaded from Genesis 1 to the last chapter in Revelation. So faith is important. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with who? At one point, we were enemies of God. Romans 5 later on says we were enemies of God. Now we have peace with God. Where there was once beef, now there's peace. <laughs> Glory to God. We have peace with God. Now, I can preach about peace with God until Jesus comes. We got peace with God. Amen. Peace with God. God does not look at me based on my own righteousness. God approaches me based on the righteousness of Jesus. The righteousness which is by faith in Jesus. Jesus became sin so that we may become righteous. There was an exchange that took place at the cross. God made Jesus to be sin for us that we may become righteous or made righteous in him. So God sees us as righteous people. Say, I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God. Say that with some gusto. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. So when God sees you, he sees you through Christ. 
He does not see you through the old Adam. He sees you through the new Adam or the last Adam. Glory to God. So God sees us either in the old Adam or the first Adam or through the second Adam. If you can't be in the old Adam, your doom, your, your destiny is lake of fire. But if you caught in being, being found, this is, it says this in Philippians chapter 3. Go over there. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Let's just take a little side journey. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. I think I do a disservice to you when I just quote the scriptures and you don't see it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. It says, and been found, and be found in who? We got to be found in him, church. We got to be found in him. So when Christ, when God, Christ comes, he wants to know if we're found in him. Be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. So I better have the righteousness. There's two types of righteousness. That's the righteousness that you obtain through your own works. And then there's righteousness that you obtain through Christ. This is why Abraham is so important. He, God counted Abraham righteous because he believed God. Not having my own righteousness, but the righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on what? Faith. The righteousness that comes from God that depends on faith. So when God sees me, he sees me as righteous. First Corinthians chapter one says this, that God, that Jesus is made wisdom. Jesus is made sanctification and Jesus is made righteous unto us. He is our righteousness. See, righteousness is not something that we can earn. The word righteous, there's a couple definitions. One, one popular definition is right standing with God. We have right standing with God. That's what it means to be righteous. Another definition of righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of God without any sense of guilt and condemnation or inferiority. The ability to stand in the presence of God without eating any sense of guilt. Sin brings guilt. Sin brings condemnation. Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm no longer condemned like the world. I'm not judged like the world. There's two types of judgments that will happen on that great day. The judgment, the white the white throne judgment seat and the judgment seat of Christ. We better be found at the judgment seat of Christ because Christ is going to judge us based on what we've done in this body and based on our faith. In He's going to judge us based on whether or not we fulfill the plan of God. The white throne judgment is based on whether they receive Jesus and their sins are held against them. That's the judgment seat for the world. But for the believers, we're going to be judged based on what we did for Christ or whether or not we fulfilled his plan. And God's going to reward us based on that. So you still go to heaven if you're found in that judgment, but it's based on whether or not you did everything God called you to do. And he's going to reward you based on that. He's going to say, OK, well done or you are saved, but you don't have any rewards. And for the believer who doesn't have any rewards. There's, there will be much weeping. It won't be the type of weeping like the world has. That's gnashing of teeth. But the weeping for the believer is, I didn't do everything that God called me to do. Lord, I, I, didn't, I didn't love when I was supposed to love. I didn't give. I didn't study. I didn't say amen. Every amen, every thank you, Jesus, every hallelujah is received from God, and God will reward you. There's a book of remembrance based on Malachi. And he remembers what we do. He is not unfaithful. He's not unjust because he remembers your labor of love. Every book study that you led, every person that you encourage. Come on, that's good works. 
we're not saved by works, but we're saved to work. And God is going to reward us based on our works, our good works, our works in faith on this side. It's not based on whether we go to heaven or not. It's based on whether or not we'll get rewarded for. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to heaven without any rewards. And whether you led someone to Christ or whether you sent someone to, be, to lead people to Christ, you get the same reward. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. amen. <laughs> that was not in my notes. Being found in Christ, being found in him, not having a righteousness, two kinds of righteousness. The righteousness which comes through the law and the righteousness that depends on faith. We are righteous based on our faith in Jesus. Let me break it down. So that might be too deep. Okay, let's break it down a little further. If I come, if I say I'm going to pick you up, and prior to me picking you up, I killed someone, I stole something, I, 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 I did some dirt, I, I, I committed some crimes. I pick you up, and you're in the car with me, and we're driving, and the cops pull us over, and I got the body in the back. Cops decide to check my car. Guess who's going to jail? <laughs> if you're in my car, you're going to jail with me. Guilty by association. But guess what? That's where we were prior to Christ. We were in the car with Adam. And when God sees us, he sees us through the sins of Adam. Through the transgression of Adam. This is why we got to be born again. When I get born again, when I get, I become a brand new creation, God sees me in the car with Jesus. And so now God associates me with the works of Jesus. Guess what? It took works to get us saved. But it wasn't, it's not by our works, lest any man should boast, but it's by the works of Jesus. Jesus lived, listen to this, Jesus lived a sinless life, died a vicarious death, in order his life gave, gave value to his death. He had to fulfill the law of God perfectly. Or his death would be like every other sinner. So he lived a perfect life in order for his death to be received by God so that he can call us brothers and sisters. So that he can say, those who've made me the Lord and the master and the savior of their life, my perfect works will be accounted to them. So when God sees us, he sees us through the works of Jesus. Y'all got that? So when we get born again, we are in the car with Jesus, the perfect driver. Come on now. Adam was the imperfect driver. He messed up again and again and again and again. And therefore, his record is associated with me. I'm associated with his records or, you know, I'm trying to say. And when God sees me, he sees me through the first Adam without Christ. When Christ gets, saves me, now he sees me with, associated with the perfect record. Amen. 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 Let's go back to Romans 5. Let's see if this makes a little more sense. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God, but it's not just any kind of peace. Through who? Our Lord Jesus Through our Lord Jesus Christ. What God does, if God does anything, he's going to do it through Christ. God does all things through Christ. There's nothing that God does without Christ. Him and the Father are one. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by who? Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. Come on now. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in? I believe Minister Allen ministered about in him, who we are in Christ. 
So whatever God does, he's going to do it through Christ. Glory to God. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father unless they come through me. <laughs> that's, that's enough to shout for the eternity, right? Um, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is through Christ we have, have peace. We have peace with God. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. He's the peacemaker. He's the prince of peace. Come on. He's the distributor of peace. He's the, um, the gospel of peace. What is the gospel? What is the peace? It's not just talking about having um, um, tranquility or peace in my mind. It's talking about having peace with God. Where there was Jesus took the wrath of God and turned it around into the favor of God. Where once I was a child of wrath, now I'm a child of favor. Come on. <laughs> through him or through Christ, we have also obtained Access by what? Faith into what? This grace in which we stand. Through Christ, we have obtained access by faith into this grace. So access is granted through faith in Christ. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 that Jesus, there is an, Jesus is the open door. He opens doors that no one can close. He closes doors that no one can open. So Jesus is the open door. It is through Jesus we have access through faith. I mean, let's, let's, let's dive into that in a minute. Um, we have access into this grace in which we stand. So let, let's stop there. There's many different facets of grace. There's saving grace. By grace, you are saved through what? Faith, not of your own self, lest any man should boast. There's saving faith, there's standing, I mean, saving grace, standing grace. The ability to stand in the midst of a trial, that's standing grace. Having done all to stand, stand therefore in that evil day. There's saving grace, standing grace. The last one I want to emphasize, there is serving grace. If you've been graced to serve in the local assembly and serve in the world and serve in the body of Christ, there is a grace that causes you to serve. Amen. Let's go back. We, um, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope that does not put us to shame but because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All right, let's talk about this been having access by faith. So the word access, right, that, that, that's something that we need to take a look at. What is access? Access simply means a way of entering or reaching a place, the opportunity to or right to use something or to see something. It's a door, an entry, or a gate, or a portal. So when we talk about having access, some of y'all may go to jobs where your ID gives you access into the, the company, right? And so Jesus, it is through Jesus that we have obtained access into this grace through our faith. Access gives you, like, asset, asset, access, uh, granted, is, is through faith, right? So you think about, let's look at some of the things that we have access through our faith. It is through faith we have access to God, what God has done for us in Christ. So let's look at this. Um, in Christ, there's a lot of things that God has done for us in Christ. There is, um, let I'm going to hold, your place, hold that thought. Go to Romans 1 real quick. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Here we go. This is a familiar scripture. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. So what is the power of God? The gospel. The gospel. All right. So the gospel, that gospel is holistic. It, it's, it's, they're, they're, you just, it's not just the forgiveness of sin. 
that, that's the foundation, but it's so much more, right? Um, the word salvation means um, um, soteria. It, it, it includes healing, protection, perseverance. Um, it, 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 it is shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything that we could ever desire and need is found in our salvation. All right, so it is the power of God for salvation to what? Everyone who what? Believes. So it is in Christ that God has accomplished our salvation, holistic salvation, spirit, soul, and body, financial. All that we could ever need is found in Christ. But guess what? Though salvation is available for everyone, it is only access. Access, access is granted only to those who have what? Faith in Christ. Power of God, gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. You won't experience the power unless you, unless you access it through faith. You can say, well, Jesus died for everyone. But that salvation will not be applied to your life unless you access, uh, uh, get an entryway through your faith. It is through faith that I'm able to have salvation. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, go back to Romans 5. In Christ, we have been given, our salvation is already accomplished in Christ. <clears throat> Give you an example. Our forgiveness of sins is in who? Christ. It is through, through the redemption of his blood we have even the forgiveness of sins, Ephesians 1. Our deliverance is in Christ. So if you need deliverance, it's in Christ this morning. Our healing is already paid for in Christ, by whose stripes you were healed. Our prosperity is already gained in Christ. Our safety, our soundness of mind, our destiny, our purpose. The Bible says that we are complete in Christ. If there's something missing in your life, that's the area that you need to believe in Christ for. Give you an example. Lord gave me an example years ago when I was ministering to some, some young people, some teenagers, who some of them were abused sexually, emotionally, um, suicidal. And so I was trying to preach this gospel that I'm preaching to you this morning to them. And the Lord gave me, gave a twist to John 3.16. Check this out. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We've used that for just the salvation or the forgiveness of sins. But if you're perishing in any area of your life, that's the area that you need to believe in the Son of God in. Let's say you're perishing in healing. You need some healing in your physical body. Well, that's, you're perishing in that area. So you need to believe in Jesus, the Son of God, as the healer in that area. If you're perishing in a, a lack of wisdom, you need to believe in Jesus, the wisdom. Are y'all with me? Any area that you're perishing in, financially, peace, wisdom, direction, so forth. That's the area that you need to believe in the Son of God in that area. That's what he gave him to me many years ago. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. If you're perishing, you're not believing in Jesus the Son in that area. You can be born again and be perishing in your body. Come on now. You can be born again and perishing in your marriage, in your singleness, in your job, in your finances, in your wit. Come on, in your direction. That that is the air. And the word "perish" does not mean to go to hell. It means to be void and empty in the Greek. So any area that you're void or empty in, that's the area that you need to believe in the Son of God in. Come on now. Glory to God. The Lord gave that to me many, many years ago. Thank you. Many, many years ago. Let's talk about Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Access granted by faith. Access, everybody say, access granted, access granted. by faith. By faith. Um, Ephesians 1 verse 3 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us in Christ with what? Every spiritual blessing. You're not the unblessed trying to get blessed. You're the blessed realizing that you're blessed. Every spiritual blessing that you ever need is found in Christ. <laughs> you are already blessed. You're not trying to get blessed. Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. No, no, no. Lord, I take my place in Christ. And I, and I walk in the blessing. I walk in that because you've blessed me with every spiritual blessing. Well, what, what, what's the spiritual blessing? Joy, peace, um, healing, physical healing, mental, emotional healing, um, wisdom. All, these are spiritual blessings. Your prosperity is a spiritual blessing. If you equate prosperity to finances, then you have missed the boat. Because, because before you can be financially blessed, you got to be spiritually blessed. It's because you have the blessing that you're able to see the materialization of the blessing. Amen. Having money doesn't make you blessed. Right. Um, favor is greater than financial blessing. Bishop Jake said years ago, favor isn't favor ain't fair. And favor will get you places where your money can't take you. Come on. Favor. When I honor the Lord with my tithes, he pours out a blessing that I don't have enough room to receive. I, all the need is destroyed. And I st see, see, the tithe opens the door. And your, your obedience and your sowing your seeds and your praying and your confessing and your realization what God did in Christ allows you to walk in those blessings. Amen. 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 So in Christ, blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in, in Christ. And notice it's in Christ. You can't get away from Jesus. Don't, tell, don't say the man upstairs. No, 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 no. Uh, the, the man. No, no. In Christ. Jesus Christ. It is in Christ that I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Let's continue. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Notice this, that a lot of times people talk about the doctrine of election and they talk about that we are elect. But I got news for you. As you read the scriptures and read it in context, you realize I'm not the one that I'm elected. Jesus is the one that is elected. So when I choose Jesus, I choose to be elected. <laughs> That's a mouthful. I never said that before. When I choose Jesus... I choose to be elected. Jesus is the elected one. He's the chosen one. He's the holy one. And so if I'm in Jesus, I'm elected. And if I'm in Jesus, I'm holy. I'm sanctified. I'm love. Come on. Amen. Even as he has chosen us in him, <laughs> he chose us in him. So if, I, so if I'm in Christ, the chosen one, I'm chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. But you can choose to be chosen when you choose the chosen one. You can choose to be chosen when you choose the chosen one. Get in Christ and you'll be chosen. <laughs> that took me some years to understand. Uh, verse 5. He predestined us for adoption as sons through who? I told you, whatever God's going to do, he's going to do it through, through Jesus. According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, or in Christ, we have what? Redemption through his blood. What's redemption? Deliverance. Another word for redemption is deliverance. Through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished Upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. I'm telling you, your destiny is not outside of Christ. A lot of times people are preaching destiny and purpose and, and all these great things. But it's in Christ that you have your purpose. It's in Christ you have your destiny. So if I can get in Christ, if I can be in him and realize who I am in Christ, he has a purpose for me. I think sometimes we preach purpose and we preach destiny outside of Christ. Doing, fulfilling your dreams is not part of your purpose, per se. Because you're going to have some horrible dreams. <laughs> you're 
you know, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. So the goal is not to get your dreams fulfilled. It's to realizing his dream for us in Christ. What is the mystery of his will in Christ? Hmm. Amen. Let's continue. As a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of his will, of his work, all things according to the counsel of his will. And go so, so in Christ we have obtained an inheritance. So we have, say, I have an inheritance in Christ. All right. What, what's the problem? The problem is this, that many believers don't know how to receive. They're begging and hoping something will happen. They're shooting bricks as they play in basketball. They're hoping and wishing something would happen. I'm hoping that this ball will go into the basket. How many know that there's a science to it? But guess what? There's a science to receiving too. Just because you ask doesn't mean that you're going to receive. You've got to ask the correct way. So everything we need is in Christ. We're complete in Christ, according to Colossians 2, verse 8. We are complete in Christ. Complete. And it, we, we study faith and hope. Um, we know that hope is a confident expectation, and we know that it's important that we have hope, right? You need to have some hope in your life. What is it that you're hope, hoping for? You're hoping for healing. You're hoping for wisdom. You're hoping for direction. You're hoping for prosperity. Come on now. You're hoping for marriage. You're hoping for children. You're hoping for singleness. You hope, come on. You're, there's a hope. There's a hope, right? That needs to, your faith gives substance to the things that we're hoping for. So if, you're not, have, if you don't have any hope, there's nothing for your faith to attach itself to. So Christ, it means the hope of glory, the expectation of glory, the living reality of the presence of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Come on. So what, what is it that you're hoping for? God gave Abraham some hope. The Bible says in Romans 4 that Abraham hoped against hope. He believed against odds, the odds. So he couldn't have a kid, right? He was old in age. His wife was old in age. And God promised to give them a baby, a son, right? And so that was the promise is the hope. But they, how many know that they had to have faith or add faith? Their faith gave substance to the things they're hoping for. So God decided to give them a vision board. Vision boards are of God. He is the originator of the vision board giver. He decided, he said, you know what, I'm going to change you, Abraham. First thing, I'm going to change your name. Your name is no longer Abram, it's Abraham. The word Abraham simply means father of many nations. Here's this kid, this guy, older gentleman, who not, is not able to have kids. But the hope is that him and Sarah are going to have a baby, the promise. So God says, you know what, I need to change what you're hearing. So the first thing God does, he changes what we hear. Abraham. So every time that God, Abraham heard his name, he heard father of many nations. Abraham, father of many nations. And when he introduced himself, he says, I am Abraham. Simply means I am father of many nations. So sometimes you got to change your name. In other words, you got to change what you're listening to. What are you hearing? If you're constantly looking at things that are based out of fear, guess what? That's what you're going to hear, fear. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the words of the devil. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the words of the devil. Then they tell you, sometimes you do, the worst thing you can do is Google something. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of the devil. Faith comes by hearing the, hearing the words of God. So what I need to do is I need to hear the word of God. If I'm believing God for a miracle, which I am, I need to hear that he's a miracle maker. He's a miracle worker. Jesus, the miracle worker. I need to hear and see testimonies of that he's a miracle maker. He, he intervenes in the natural and causes a miracle to take place. 
I need to hear that. I need to say that. I need. So the first thing that God did with Abraham is change his name. Abraham, father of many nations. So every time he heard his name, he heard many, father of many nations. Then God turned around. And he says, in the daytime, while you're awake, I need to change what you're looking at. So go and I want you to look at the sand. As, as many of their sands, I wanted you to know that I'm going to bless you with them many kids. So God changed what he was looking at. Then at nighttime, he says, you know what? Nighttime, the enemy can come at night and mess with your hope, mess with your faith. So I'm going to change. See the stars? So every time you see the stars, I want you to see my vision for your life. This, you're going to be father of many nations. I'm changing what you're hearing, and I'm changing what you're seeing in the daytime, and I'm changing what you're seeing at nighttime. Come on now. I just preached a whole message just to set you up for the rest of your life. You got to change what you hear, and you got to change what you see. If you don't see it, you won't ever walk in it. You got to see some things. See it. I, I'm reminded of a young man by the name of Hakeem. And he was, he was disheartened because he, he couldn't finish school. And my wife, who was my um, fiance at the time, says, listen, boy, <laughs> I want you to turn around and I want you to cut out a picture and put, put that graduation um, the, the hat on. And I want you to see yourself walking across that stage. Yeah. And Brother Hakeem began to see and began to say what he believed in God for. And to this day, he is a professor at Seton Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. I'm telling you, you got to change what you're hearing and you got to change what you're seeing. And so God changed Abraham's name, Abram to Abraham, changed Sarah's name and began to give them vision for what they're hoping for and their faith. And let's go to Romans 4, Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 4. Access granted by faith. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, real quick, let's jump down to verse, um, let's just start with verse 17. As it is written, well, let's just do 16. This is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace, be guaranteed to all the, his offspring, not only to the inherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham. And do you know that we are called to walk in the footsteps of Abraham, who is the father of, 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 of us all? This is why we call him Father Abraham. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. In hope, verse 18, in hope he believed against hope. You may be in a hopeless situation now. But you got to believe in hope, hope against hope, that he shall become the father of many nations as he had been told. So the key is, what have you been told? What is it that God has promised? What is it that God accomplished in Christ? We say that healing is part of our inheritance, yet most of the body of Christ do not walk in healing. Most of the body of Christ know that, well, some believe that God has guaranteed us prosperity, financial prosperity. But most of us do not walk in that divine prosperity. I wonder why. As it has been told him, verse, um, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in what? Faith. When he considered his own body, which was as good as dead. Since he was a hundred years old. Listen, you can't consider your circumstances. Consider Jesus, Hebrews 12. Consider Jesus. Consider Jesus. Consider what God did in Jesus. Don't ever say that you are loveless, that you are not love. You're not based on how much God loves you based on how you feel, but based on what he did in Christ. God loves you based on what he did in Christ. So whether I feel love or not, I'm loved. Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God is not based on whether or not your prayers are answered. If you ever feel a place of loneliness or not being loved, look at Jesus. Consider Jesus. 
He considered not his own body, right? He considered not the deadness of his body or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. Don't allow unbelief to cause you to waver concerning what God has given us in Christ. He grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Notice this. You and I will grow, grow strong in our faith as we give glory to God of what we're believing him for. So Dr. Norva Hayes said it like this. If you thank God for something before you see it, eventually you'll see it. And I'm telling you, I've lived that way and I'm living that way. I'm thanking God that we are growing our present building. That Lord is blessing us with buildings and lands. I thank you that there are miracles in my mouth. I thank you, Father, that my legacy will continue. I thank you that KLM will live and not die. I thank you that my body functions according to 1 Peter 2.24, Galatians 3.13. I thank you I have wisdom and direction. Come on now. You got you to gotta thank God, giving glory to God for what you're believing him for. I can imagine Abraham says, I am father of many nations. I hope against hope. I believe God in the midst of a hopeless situation. I believe that God can give me what he promised, he, he promised me. I believe that he's, gonna, he's able to do what he promised. I believe that healing is mine. I live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I live and I die. I thank you for the wisdom in this situation. I thank you for favor. I thank you that, Lord, you said in your word that you would rebuke the devourer for my sake if I'm a tither. And, Lord, I'm a tither. I'm not trying to get your blessing. I'm responding to your love. You tithe to me your best, and I'm tithing to you my best. I don't tithe out of obligation. I tithe out of the foundation of love. You love me with, by giving your tithe, and I love you by giving my tithe. Come on. That came right out of my spirit, out of my mouth. Jesus, Jesus is God's seed to the world. He sold his best, his first. He gave his first in order to get many sons and daughters. Y'all see the principle. Everything is seed, time, and harvest. He sold it, and God, he's reaping the harvest. Amen. And it goes on and says this, he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Verse 21, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Now that fully that he's able today, when you say he's able, you, we're looking at his ability. But in the Bible, that that word is able is, is not the same as what we look at able. When we think about he's able that he's, he, he has the ability to do it. Bible, the Bible he's able is that not only does he have the ability, but he has the, he has the willingness to do it. He's able to keep you from falling. In other words, he's willing for you not to fall. He is willing to do, fulfill. God, Numbers 23, I believe. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he has said it, will he not also do it? Jeremiah 1.17. God watches over his word to perform it. Is God performing his word in your life? What is See, some, some people, God is constantly working in their life. Why is it that some people that you don't see they do not send their prayers answered. They're not seeing their bodies healed. They're not seeing provision. What's going on? Is believing, the Bible says that Abraham was convinced, fully persuaded that God was able to do what he promised. That word able tricks a lot of people up. Not that just he has the ability, but that he, his willingness, his willingness, God is more willing. He wants you prosperous more than you want to be prosperous. He wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He wants to give you wisdom more than you want wisdom. Come on. He, he loves you more than you want to be loved. That's right. That's right. Some of us don't want to be loved. The word be loved similarly means be loved. That there is a love waiting to love on you. So be loved. That's what it says. That's what it means. Be loved. Like, be blessed. Be healed. Be prosperous. Be delivered. 
And we all, we trying. I'm trying to get delivered, child. I'm trying to get my prayers answered. I'm trying. I'm hanging on by the thread. And the Lord says, receive. You got to believe the love and receive the love. First John chapter five. I believe the love of God and I receive the love of God. What, what most Christians, they're, they're, they fail to receive. Receive healing, receive miracles, receive direction, receive counsel. God, the Holy Spirit wants to counsel you through whatever situation you're in right now. He is the great counselor. He, he has all the wisdom in the world. And one word from God can change your life forever. One wisdom, one thought, one prompting from the Holy Spirit can save you, can rescue you. Wasted time, wasted energy, wasted money. I'm telling you, it's, us, it's up to us. We can have as much God as we can handle. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So by faith, access, access granted by faith. God has done all that he's going to do. We just got to access that which he's done by faith. We got to appropriate what God has done in Christ by faith. Salvation is for everybody. Right now, God has already provided salvation for the world. They access that, that salvation by their faith. What do y'all think about that? Praise God. Praise God. Your healing, your deliverance, your wisdom, your protection. It's, it's, it's all in Christ. I got to appropriate that by my faith. The problem is never with God, it's with us. Don't blame God for not being a receipt, for not blessing you. Blame your unbelief. <laughs> blame your, no, 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 I didn't believe God. I, I, you know, what, what, what about the accident? The accident, you know, you know, God allowed this accident to teach me. So, no, 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 no. Maybe if I would have listened to him, maybe I would not have been in an accident. Many of people did not go to work on 9-11. And there was, a, there was a, um, a church in Manhattan, there still is, and the pastor was teaching about how to be led by the Spirit for about six months. Do you know that many of them worked in the, the, um, in the, um, in the city, and, and, and some of them actually worked in the, the building, the World Trade Center, and do you know that the Lord led them not to go to work that day? I'm telling you, this stuff is real. We blame God as if, oh, God, you're teaching me. Why would God take a mother away from their children? He's not that kind of God. We, we, we have a twisted view of God. We think that God placed cancer on people. No, the Bible says resist, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. So cancer has to flee your body. It cannot stay in the body of a believer who's believing God. And when I say believing God, oh, I believe he's able. No, no, no. Actively accessing what God did for us in Christ. So if I'm not receiving, it's my own fault. I'm not, and I, that's hard, and, and I'm not telling you to go and, and somebody's sick and you say, no, you're not receiving because it's on your fault. Don't do that. That's, not, that's the wrong way to minister. Right? You don't do that. You don't like, you're not receiving because you're not believing God. No, I didn't say you're not believing God. You're not accessing my faith. But I don't do that. When I'm dealing with a sick person, I don't go around condemning them. I minister to them. I meet them where they're at. What can you believe God for? I believe God for the, for the surgery. Let's pray and believe God for the surgery, that it will be successful. Or I believe God can do a miracle, okay? What, what scriptures are you standing on? And this is where you lose most of the body of Christ. Uh, 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 I believe he's able. No, no, no. He's able is not able <laughs> to, 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 to take you from where you are. You got to have some scripture. What did God say in his word about your situation? What are you basing your faith on? We say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what do you have? What promise? I may have $100 in my pocket, but what guarantees you that I'm going to give you that $100? Unless I told you I was giving you the $100, you have no right to claim it. And what happened is people are claiming stuff that they don't have no scripture based on. Access granted by faith. I'm almost finished. You might need healing, prosperity, wisdom, direction, revelation, protection, answer prayer. You, that is guaranteed in Christ. In Christ. The key is in Christ. What has God done for us in Christ? What is it? How does this faith work? How do I appropriate what Jesus did for me? If I need forgiveness of sin, he gives me how to access it by faith. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us. First, you got to own it. I, I messed up, Lord. I, 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 I confess that I have messed up and I missed the mark. And so, Father, by faith, I receive the forgiveness of this in Christ Jesus. 
I need deliverance. God, the Bible says in Colossians 1 that you have delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. And so, Father, by, by faith, I receive my deliverance. I'm free from alcohol. I'm free from um, cigarettes. I'm free from negative attitudes. I'm free. I repent and I turn from this. I renounce this negative stuff and I embrace the freedom that is in Jesus. John 8, 31 says, he that the son sets free is free indeed. And I say that I'm free from cigarettes. I'm free from this addiction. I'm free from overeating. I'm free from whatever is keeping me bound. He that the son sets free is free indeed. I thank you that I'm a slave of righteousness. I serve righteousness. Romans 6. I thank you that my members serve righteousness. I thank you. How can a young man cleanse his ways? By, by taking heed to the word. Lord, I take heed to your word this day, and I hide your word in my heart, and I say that I'm free from this uncleanness, uh, this ungodly desire. I call myself free. I call myself free, and I begin to see myself free. I begin to say I'm free. I begin to hear that I'm free. I'm no longer bound. Oh, he that the sun sets free is free indeed. See Sin has no dominion over me. I don't serve sin. I serve righteousness. My mind serves righteousness. My mouth serves righteousness. My members serve righteousness. Come on. I just gave you, I just gave you the keys to be set free for the rest of your life. My, my cousin who was addict, addicted to cigarettes, addicted to Newports, addicted to, um, to marijuana, and I began to teach her this over the phone, and I be, said, you begin to declare that you're free. And she began to say, I'm free in Jesus' name. I'm free from you, Newport, while, even while she was smoking. I'm free from you, Newport, in Jesus' name. I call myself free from you. Listen, even in the midst of your sinning, you still can call yourself free. Yes, you can. Amen. Access granted by faith. Everything that God has given me is in Christ Jesus. I am complete. If you have any low self-esteem issues, I look at Christ. God, I receive the love. I believe that God loves me in Christ. Come on now. That just, that just took me from being, huh. Oh. I'm the only creature, we're the only creatures that is able to sit at his, right th his, his throne, at the right hand. We've been seated together in Christ in heavenly places. All other creatures are bowing. All other creatures are like, they're, they're, they're singing holy, holy, holy. But I'm at his right hand in Christ. I'm at his right hand. So every time he sees his right hand, he sees me. Because I'm in Christ. Like my hand, if my hand was in a glove, you would see the glove. And God sees us in Christ. We're in Christ. I'm loved, I'm delivered, I'm free. God has already called, called your case dismissed. Everything that was against you, you've already been delivered from. You're delivered from the handwriting, the ordinance that was against you. See, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us of what we did. But our plea, our plea, our plea is the blood. I have an advocate with the Father. I got my big brother at the right hand. He says, no, 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 I died for his. My blood is applied to their life. So, Father, you don't see them based on their own workings, their own righteousness. You deal with them based on my righteousness. So love them like you love me. And John chapter 17 says, Lord, I pray that they'll know that, that, that they'll know that you love them like you love me. And when we get an understanding that God loves us like he loves Jesus. Nothing can separate us from that love. Nothing can keep. His love for us is unstoppable. Nothing I do and nothing that I say can make him love me less. And nothing that I don't do can make him love me more. Or what, you know, my performance does not drive his love. My love, his love for me is based on Christ. And so I have to access Access is granted to me by faith, and as my faith is strengthened, and as I consider Jesus, as I consider the word, I'll be like Father Abraham. Change what I'm hearing, changing what I see, change what I say, and I'll begin to, my, my circumstances will begin to change. If you hear every eye closed, every head bow, if you hear and you say, Pastor Dwayne, I'm not born again. And I want to rededicate and recommit myself to Christ or I want to be born again for the first time. I want to be, receive this salvation by faith through Christ. 
I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want this salvation. I want the forgiveness of sin today. Is there one that says, that's me. I want to receive my forgiveness in Christ. Is there one? Is there one here who would like to rededicate or recommit yourself or renew your faith in Christ? Say, I haven't been walking like I should, but this day I make a commitment to renew my faith. Is there one? Is there one here and say, I don't speak in tongues. I want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's part of the gospel. And I want to receive my prayer language. I want you to raise your hand. Is there one? Says I cannot speak in tongues, but I want to receive this powerful prayer language. And my last call is, is there one here who needs healing in your physical body? Christ the healer is here. He is the miracle worker. He is marking miracles constantly. And if you say, I, I have an issue in my body or issue in my mind, I want to receive deliverance. I want to receive healing. And that's me. I want you to raise your hand. Is there one? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for your people that you will strengthen them, spirit, soul, and body. I thank you that their faith will be based on the word of God. I thank you that they will access everything that God has done for, for us in Christ. May they not live as pure peasants, but they'll live as king's kids, as kings. You, for Jesus is king of kings and Lord of lords. And I thank you that we reign in life through the one who died for us. We're more than a conqueror through him that loves us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me just mention this. I didn't mention this in my sermon. The Bible says in Romans 8 that we're more than conquerors. And as you think about a conqueror, Jesus is not more than a conqueror. Jesus is the conqueror. The more than a conqueror is those who didn't do nothing to conquer. So Jesus made us more than a conqueror. We have more victory. He got the victory, but we're more than the conqueror. He conquered Satan. I'm, my job is not to conquer Satan. My job is to enforce his defeat through Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. Let's just take a few moments to praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's just thank God for, for making us more than a conquerors through Christ. Thank God for his love for us in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we're complete in Christ. We have answered prayers in Christ. We have deliverance in Christ. We have healing in Christ. We have wisdom in Christ. We have sanctification in Christ. We have, Lord, we are complete. There's nothing missing and nothing broken in Christ. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Father. Thank you for changing what we're hearing, changing what we're seeing, changing what we're saying, Father. I thank you that this day we walk in freedom. This day we're walking freedom. This day we, we walk in freedom. Say this. This day I walk in freedom. I walk in the fullness of the gospel. I walk in the blessing of the gospel. I'm a free man, a free woman. I'm a free person in Christ Jesus. I'm no longer bound. I'm free to serve the Lord. Sin does not reign over my life. I reign over sin. I resist the devil. I submit to God and resist the devil. I draw near to God and he, near, he draws near, near to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Saints of God, be loved. Be loved by God. Be healed by God. Be delivered by God. Be set free. Be complete in Christ. That's your inheritance. Amen. Amen. I pray that you've got something greater to walk in. It's not enough to hear these great messages and you don't do anything with it. Immediately apply it as you in the car. I am complete in Christ. I am a new creature in Christ. I am delivered. Minister Allen broke it down in him realities. I thank you that I'm in Christ. I live and I move and I have my existence. I'm, I'm delivered. I'm healed. I'm provided for. I'm well supplied. There's nothing that I need that he has not already made provision for. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that has already made provision for my salvation, for my forgiveness, for my peace, for my, 
for my wisdom, for my direction. I'm not without direction, for I am his sheep and I know his voice. I'm only led by the voice of the Lord. I'm only, I'm guarded. The Holy Ghost leads me and guides me in the way that I should go. He leads me and guides me into all truth. I'm not in error. I bind the spirit of error. And I thank you that I walk. My steps are ordered by the Lord. He's ordering my steps in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge. He is my fortress. In him shall I trust. A thousand have fallen in my right hand. Ten thousand in my left hand. It shall not come nigh my dwelling. I thank you, Father, that with long life you'll satisfy me and show me your salvation. Every day is a day of victory. Every day, every day, though I go through trials, I'm an overcomer. I'm overcoming. I'm overcoming. Because he overcame, I overcome. I thank you, Father. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not without love. Oh, see, see, back in the day, there was no such thing as, no, God, I don't know if God loves me. That is that, that has been been something that our society because we base love on feeling but the earlier saints knew that God loved them because they looked back at Jesus and so we got to change the way we look at what we're looking at look at Jesus look at Jesus and let him make you whole let him make you complete even as the children of Israel as they were bitten by the enemy bitten by serpents as they looked at that that serpent that represented Christ as Moses lifted up they were healed. So consider Jesus and be healed. Consider Jesus, behold. Consider Jesus, Jesus and be delivered. Consider him. Rightly divide, dis, rightly discern the Lord's body. His bro, he was broken so we can be made whole. His stripes made me healed. His poverty made me rich. His brokenness made me whole. Him receiving wrath made me favored. The hands that were supposed to destroy me now loves me. Oh God, I thank you. Walking in Christ. You've learned Christ, now walk in him. Walk in him. You learn what he did for you, now walk in him. Walk in that redemption. Walk in that, the truths of the gospel. Walk in it. Let, let us be a testimony, Father. Let us be a display of what God, what you did in Christ. We're the people that, that are believed. We're the people that are appropriate what Christ has done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Just, just I want you to do something. Breathe in his presence. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be set free from the opinions of others. Be free, set free from lies. You're not what you did. You who God made you to be. You, 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 you are who God made you to be in Christ. You are God's person. You are his workmanship. You are created in Christ. The past is gone. Newness is a part of your journey. Now walk in the newness of life. Walk in the joy of the Lord. Walk in the victory that your elder brother gave you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be set free. Don't go back into the bondage of days of old. And walk in the newness of life that is in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's a good day. It's a great day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Not necessarily the, this particular day, but the day that for Jesus, that day that he, he accomplished our redemption. That's the day to rejoice in. That's what that scripture is referring to, is talking about that. 
Psalm 22, that, that great day where Jesus defeated the enemy. Rejoice in that day. Rejoice in that day. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise God for a few more moments. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise your name. For you are a great God. You are an awesome God. How great our salvation. We will not neglect this great salvation that you have given us in Christ. Today is the day of our freedom. We walk in that freedom that Jesus died to give us. We have that abundant life. Abundant life is flowing in our physical bodies now. Abundant life, Zoe, God kind of life is flowing in our bodies now. Our bloodstreams, our bloodstream is cleansed. It's cleansed. Blood disease is gone in Jesus' name. I speak to blood diseases. Go in Jesus' name. High cholesterol, go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, diabetes, go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, diabetes, leave the people of God. Arthritis, right hand, your right, if your right hand is messing with you, raise your hand, right hand. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your right, I speak to your hands. And I say, be, be healed, be delivered from your pain in Jesus' name. Arthritis, any, any affection to your right hand, I command it to go in Jesus' name. Be healed, be delivered, be delivered. The power of God goes into your right hand now and goes into your hands. He makes your hands to war. Now war with your hands. War and worship. War over, over the words. Use your hands as instruments of righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.